Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I am really excited to be here today with Je uh, Justin Renfro of WeFunder. And, and of course, WeFunder is really the dominant player in uh, the crowdfunding space. And Justin's engaged uh, meaningfully in their impact efforts, especially around uh, some innovative financing structures that they're encouraging impact companies to use. So I really am excited to have Justin here. He's a, an extraordinary guy with a background that, uh, like many of the folks or some of his colleagues there at WeFunder, came from Kiva. Um, heart and soul in a good place. We're excited to have Justin with us today. Justin, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, well, this is an important conversation. Uh, you know, the, the available options for financing impact startups especially at smaller scale, right? When we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars, those amounts are really sometimes impossible to raise, right? If you don't have revenue, you don't have profits, you can't go to a bank, a venture capitalist isn't interested in being the first 50 grand into a deal. Uh, so this is exciting. Tell us a little bit about your thinking and strategy, Justin. Yeah, I mean, WeFunder kind of coined this term community round. And the real ethos around the community round is we believe startups have friends and family, customers, business network, people that are interested in what they're doing. And WeFunder is an infrastructure that allows founders to raise from a, a large number of people. So we really want to simplify the fundraising process by orchestrating all the legal, all the compliance, all of the operations around fundraising and allow founders to fundraise from a broader group of people. And I really believe in the power of the crowd where um, if you can get 100, 200, 300 investors, that 100, 200, 300 people that are invested in your success, literally. And uh, I've seen it firsthand where uh, there's, there's value for the investor, there's value for the founder, there's a lot of good that comes from opening up the investment process and allowing more people to participate. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that WeFunder is kind of positioned for earlier stage companies allowing more people to have access to, you know, to fundraise because those, those options are more limited. And I really believe in what WeFunder, um, you know, what WeFunder provides for, uh, for, for many companies. And I'm personally very motivated on the impact side, the impact, yeah. uh, the impact is, is, is what drives me. Sure. You know, the, as we think about, uh, the financing options for impact companies, social entrepreneurs, especially those that are early stage, either not yet profitable or perhaps not even generating revenue. They're really not eligible for some of the great crowdfunding websites that are doing debt deals. And so it's debt uh, can be a nice, simple mechanism, but they're not eligible for some of the traditional start making payments next month at 11% interest, that, that's just not going to work for a pre-revenue company or a company that's not even profitable yet and has a tiny bit of revenue. Yeah. So what are the advantages of the revenue-based financing that you're advocating? 
Yeah. So revenue-based financing is a new uh, financial instrument for founders to be able to raise capital. The way it works is they offer a multiple to investors. For simplicity's sake, let's say a 2x multiple. So investors are going to put in 1,000, get 2,000. Uh, and the way in which an investor realizes that multiple is through small quarterly payments of a percentage of revenues. Again, for simplicity purposes, let's say 5% of revenues. So an entrepreneur pays 5% of their quarterly revenues until investors have realized a stated multiple at 2x. So in this framework, it's very friendly uh, because it's not a fixed payment every month. It's, it's based on the progress of the business. If the business is going well, investors get paid back faster. The business you know, goes slower, investors get paid back slower. So it's friendly, it's variable based on how the business is going. And I really love this structure. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of companies choose to raise on equity and equity is kind of predicated on a future exit, an acquisition, a liquidation event, which is generally very philosophical, 10 years down the line, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a Hail Mary. And I love the earthiness of revenue-based financing where it's based on the revenues of the business. It's, it's, it's a good exchange of risk and reward for both the founder and the investor. So I love this structure. I'm really excited about WeFunder kind of bringing this to market. And I hope that more founders choose to raise using this structure. And I believe that more investors are going to be excited about investing in this structure that is a little, a little more kind of like pragmatic in terms of I'm going to get a return. This is what that return is going to look like. Hopefully I get it in four years. Maybe it'll take five. Maybe in a best case scenario, I'll get it back in three. Uh, I, I think uh, incentives are aligned and it's a, it's a great exchange between founders and investors, especially on the impact side. Yeah. One of the things that appeals to me about this is that uh, it eliminates a lot of the legal burden, right? When you, and like I recently did an offering and I did an equity deal where I was issuing common shares. Yeah. And so from now on, I have to hold a proper formal shareholder meeting every year. I've got to, you know, make sure all of the, you know, corporate docs are always lined up and, and, you know, there's a little bit, you know, not a big deal. I'm happy to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, I used to run an investment banking firm. I've had, I've been a corporate CFO, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit savvy, but the, I think about uh, a person that's starting a little impact business. It could be a little community business, a coffee shop or something. They may not have that sophistication. And so I think it it simplifies some of the legal. You're, you you still have a legal obligation. Yeah, but it's a little bit simpler, don't you think? A hundred percent. I think that that is a huge part of the value proposition of what these crowdfunding platforms provide is orchestrating all the legal, all the compliance, and all of the operations. So at the end of the day, all that the founder needs to worry about is going out and getting people in their community to participate and the investment contracts, the cap table, the payments back on the revenue based, you know, financing structure, 
all of that is facilitated centrally. So it's very easy for entrepreneurs. So I like to say that the most underrecognized aspect of, of WeFunder is the simplicity and the ease uh, of, of fundraising for, for startups. And, and a lot of that is on the legal compliance and uh, operations. Yeah, it seems to me that that applies especially to these uh, debt deals. Uh, and, and in part, there's a tax simplicity that applies here as well. Uh, when you've got uh, a corporation and you've got safes and you those convert to equity and there's there's a lot going on. And at, at, at every stage, there is a, a, the potential for uh, tax consequences uh, that may generate a K-1 for an investor or, or may have an obligation for, for more complex returns for the issuer. But a simple debt deal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's relatively speaking pretty easy, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing to be able to bring in 300 investors, have that all centralized in one place, make one quarterly payment back to investors. WeFunder facilitates that across the entire group. And you just focus on growing your business. You make your payment, you do an investor update and, you know, you build community over time as you make those payments. And as you, as you communicate with investors, they get deeper and deeper ties to the business where you can count on this group to come back and invest again, if things are going well to support you when you need, when you need something, we've had so many use cases of, you know, I was working with a social enterprise in San Diego that makes uh, stuffed animals out of ocean plastic. And randomly, the former chief marketing officer at Beanie Baby invested $1,000 into his company and opened a lot of doors for him. And I, I just really believe in that 300 people, how might they add value? And, and, and WeFunder kind of facilitating that. So you can just focus on kind of extracting the, the community piece. Uh, that's really how we're designed. Yeah. Now, you have some experience at Kiva. You certainly have a passion for social impact. Tell us about how your Kiva experience and your passion for impact influences your work at WeFunder. Yeah. In 2012, I started... Uh, started as an intern at Kiva. And Kiva uh, was entirely international, uh, primarily focused in Africa, South Africa, uh, Africa, South America, and Southeast Asia. And I joined the team when we were expanding into the US. And the scope of my role was go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and Columbus, Ohio, and Pittsburgh, and Tulsa, and Memphis, and go launch these little Kiva Kiva hubs in, in cities all across America. So for the majority of my 20s, I was kind of flying to tier two markets, uh, you know, companies, you know, the flyover states, folks that didn't really have access to, you know, the power of New York or San Francisco. And we were facilitating five to $10,000, zero percent interest loans. And in my last year, we facilitated over 2,500 microloans to entrepreneurs all over the country. And these were really small solopreneurs, first capital. Uh, it really inspired me. I, I, I saw hundreds of flavors of entrepreneurship, so much so that you know, I, I was talking to a guy in Florida who 
quit his job, moved to Florida, bought a boat and started a boat charter business. And I said, that is just something that you can do. You can just quit your job, buy a boat and start a boat charter business. And that's what, that's what took me away from Kiva. I moved to San Diego, started a boat charter business called Chill Charters. Um, Currently in year six, still own and operate that business. Um, And just that passion for entrepreneurship was really rooted uh, at Kiva. And WeFunder is an extension of that. You know, four out of the six, you know, VP level uh, folks at the company were all on the same team at Kiva. And we've been working together for 11 years. Uh, So that is a very, very strong team that has kind of lasted the test of time. And it's something that I'm very proud of. It's one of my, the greatest joys professionally is to, you know, kind of, be supporting entrepreneurs, helping them solve a problem that many entrepreneurs have. Financing is a is a challenging aspect of starting a company, uh, and to do that through five to ten thousand dollars zero percent interest microloans to now doing that through revenue based financing at WeFunder, there's a lot of parallels, uh, and you know that's the common thread is just like supporting the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, in all of its different forms. Uh, and the beauty of Kiva and WeFunder is the range and the, in the, in the diversity in, in, you know, the types of entrepreneurs that, that list on those platforms. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think in, in the, just the last hour before we recorded this episode, I made two investments on WeFunder. Uh, I, uh, you know, it, there is just a whole smorgasbord of, yeah. of, uh, entrepreneurs there, and I often find great high-impact companies issuing there, and so I'm always eager to support them when I can. Um, you know, one thing that I love about kind of the investor side of WeFunder is, you know, with traditional angel investing, you might have a $25,000 minimum. With WeFunder, I've got a portfolio of dozens of companies, $500,000 bets. That's what I can afford. And I've got, you know, 30 companies that I put 500 or $1,000 into that I really believe in. And I love the fact that you can kind of invest in a smaller check, participate in more startups. And it doesn't, I don't need to be super rich to participate as an angel. I can spread my bets and, you know, write smaller checks. I think that's just so cool. It's a, it's a big part of our public benefit charter, our mission, our, our purpose as a company. Yeah, that, that, that is an amazing, an amazing thing. Listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, but when we come back with Justin, we're going to talk to Justin about his superpower. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. Want to learn from the world's great change makers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're, we're here with Justin Renfro of WeFunder, and we're talking about uh, revenue-based financing today. But we're, we're going to shift gears now a little bit to talk to Justin about his superpower Justin, you've really done some cool things from boat charters to Kiva to WeFunder. Uh, you know, you've accomplished some great, great things. What do you see as your superpower? I believe my superpower is 
kind of rooted in like authenticity. My friends get the same Justin as my colleagues, as the entrepreneurs that I work with. I wear my heart on my sleeve, very passionate, very emotional. Uh, I There's just one version of me. And I, I believe that's influenced a lot of people positively. I try and approach everything with a positive mindset. And I believe that... Uh, you know, me being myself and, and being vulnerable, being emotional, being, uh, you know, that guy that just is shameless about who he is and, and what he's about, uh, has served me in my personal life and in my professional life. And I, I would say I like that most about myself. And I think that in a lot of ways it, it has manifested itself as a superpower. You know, it's interesting you you describe that as your superpower because it is immediately apparent to people who meet you uh, that you are genuine and authentic. Um, can you think of an example of an experience you've had uh, where you've accomplished something you're proud of personally or professionally that you can tie back to that super authenticity? Yeah, for sure. Um WeFunder has a really cool policy that every three years we get a three month sabbatical. Uh, and my sabbatical hit about a year ago and I decided to go out into the desert uh, alone for almost three full months. And I just wrote, wrote and wrote. I wanted to write a book. I didn't know what the book was going to be about. And I kind of put my whole personality on display. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is my perspective of the world. And I sent the book to a lot of people that I've worked with professionally to, to friends and uh, just sharing who I am with a broad group of people, um, sharing my pains, sharing my challenges, sharing what I'm optimistic about, sharing my perspective of the world. I think that uh, my book was a direct, uh, you know, I learned a lot about myself, you know, being out in the desert for three months and, um, you know, writing pretty much is my only activity other than hiking. So, uh, I think that was one of my main takeaways. And I, I think that really came out in the book and it's something that I was very proud to share with, you know, the people I've worked with and the, the people in my personal life as well. Uh, this is really a powerful uh, superpower, I think. And at some level, I think it underlies a lot of success in life, uh, both on a personal and on a professional basis. A lot of people listening are going to want to figure out how to become a bit more authentic. Um, how would you coach them to lean into this, to be a little more vulnerable, a little more honest. How, how would you coach people to do that? I just like, anytime I go into a conversation, I prefer to talk about who they are as a person. My agenda with WeFunder, what we might be able to accomplish from a professional perspective, kind of is, second, is a second, secondary desire. I trust that if I share who I am and I show genuine interest in who you are and we build a personal connection, the business will naturally follow. 
And I think a big part of building relationships is being vulnerable and taking genuine interest in who the other person is and what they're all about. I think, you know, when we first uh, connected, you know, we spent the first 20 minutes talking about your move across the country and what you love about, you know, your new community. And, you know, it's like that, that's more interesting to me. And, uh, you know, that, that, that personal connection naturally leads to business. Uh, so it's not about just like, all right, cool. What can I do? What can you do? Where's the connection point? It's like, do we want to work together? Do I like you as a person? Do you like me as a person? Uh, my personality doesn't fit everybody, but I think that there's deeper connection points with me in, 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 my, in my circles because I kind of show that personal interest and I want to show who I actually am. And I want that to be the first and foremost thing that is discussed in any, any new conversation. That's how I approach uh, relationships, whether that be personal or professional. You know, the uh, building that authenticity is really, I, I think it's a challenge for a lot of people. They're, they're afraid to be themselves. What would you say to someone who's, who's just afraid to be that vulnerable, that exposed? I don't think this applies to everybody. I think this is, uh, this, I don't know if everyone should be like this, but for me personally, it's, I'm on the phone a lot. I'm in a business development role. My job is rooted in relationships and I find the job more interesting and more fun if I, if it starts at a personal level. So it's actually self-interest for me to be like, I want to know the person that I'm talking to and I want to get to know who they are prior to talking about business, that makes the job more interesting. That makes work more fun. That is the entire, that brings me joy and meaning in life is to build, you know, quality relationships and quality relationships in my life are really rooted in the personal connection. And uh, it doesn't need to be a deep dive into your deepest, darkest secrets. It's like, I want to know what you do for fun. Start yeah. there. You know, it's like, what are your personal interests? Do you have family? Do you have hobbies? Do you have, where do you live? Who are your friends? What did you do this weekend? How's the weather? That stuff is like, Hey, I can, I can, I can, I can jam on that all day. That's sure. It's interesting. It's more fun. That's what you talk to your friends about when you go to a bar. It's like, why should that be limited to friends at a bar? That could, that could be applied. You know, it's like take that having a drink with a friend approach to work and just talk about life and what you, what's going on in your life. And it'll probably be more interesting. <laughs> it, yeah. At least for me it is. Yeah. Well, listen, as we wrap up here, uh, I want to invite you to take a quick second here and tell people how they can... Uh, learn more about revenue-based financing, especially at WeFunder, how they can find your book if yeah. it's available somewhere. And then of course, how they can connect with you personally, if you're open to that. Uh, yeah. Um, the book isn't for public sale, but if we develop a relationship, I will send you a copy of my book. <laughs> um, you know, for, for investors that might be interested in like, Hey, 
where should I look on WeFunder? What kind of deals do you are you seeing? It's like I have a full inside view into kind of like what's happening at WeFunder. What kind of deals do we have? How should you think about it? I love having those conversations. Uh, and if you're a founder looking to raise capital, similarly, uh, every founder is different. Uh, there's a lot of different dimensions, and I don't think WeFunder is the best option. I think that it is a relevant option and something worth consideration, and I'm happy to have that dialogue to be like, hey, does this make sense? What are the pros and cons? How should I think about it, giving the context of my business? I love having those conversations, too. So I welcome folks to you know reach out to me directly. My email is justin at wefunder.com and we can talk about investing in startups. We can talk about raising for your startup. We can talk about revenue-based financing, or we can talk about hiking or basketball <laughs> or disc golf or music. Cause I love all that stuff too. Okay. Well, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We certainly wish you every success in your work to help social entrepreneurs. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. All righty, let's do some good.